Yes, all right. Amen, amen, amen. God is so good. Well, I do have uh, some, some things on my heart this morning, and so uh, let's just believe God together to get, get it all, get all that God has for us. Amen. Father, we magnify you today. We're so grateful for the opportunity this morning to hear from your word, to glean from your word, to gain from your word. Lord, we say that we're open and we're willing to hear today. We're, we're interested, Lord, in all that you would have to say, all that you would want us to know. We're so grateful for the opportunity to be here. And Lord, we thank you. I thank you for your help today, helping me to speak what you would have us to speak. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working through me and using me to deliver exactly what the message is for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, um, two weeks ago, uh, when, last time I ministered here, we began uh, ministering on the subject of wisdom. And so uh, it just seemed good to continue on that. We didn't even scratch the surface uh, of that subject, but the subject of wisdom. And we, we said this, of course, in the New Testament, in 3 John, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Amen. And um, we brought out this point that our soul prosperity, our inner man, the way it prospers, there's, there's a few ways that it's going to prosper. One is grabbing a hold of the word, right? Uh, the other is being filled with the spirit and, and being able to communicate with the spirit. But both of those things come as we gain wisdom from God. And so we, we really uh, ministered on this subject of wisdom. And so we're going to pick up there. We had talked about Solomon, if you remember. Solomon, that great king, the Bible says that he was the wisest man that ever had reigned up until that, had lived up until that time. And he, they said it, he was the wisest man that ever was going to live. And if you'll remember this, Solomon, uh, at the beginning of his reign, the Lord visited him, the Bible said. We read this two weeks ago. The Lord visited him and said, anything you want, ask me anything and I'm going to give it to you. And Solomon said, the people you've given me are large in number. It's a great people. I've got a huge responsibility. I ask you for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was so pleased. He said, because you asked for wisdom, you didn't ask for riches for yourself. Yes. You didn't ask for long life for yourself. You didn't ask for personal things. Because you asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you wisdom. You're going to be wiser than any man that's ever lived before. And, and attached to that wisdom, there's going to be honor, riches, blessing, uh, long life, all of it was attached to the wisdom that Solomon asked for. So we can take away this for us as Christians, the thing we want to be looking for, God's wisdom. Amen. God's wisdom. If we want our inner man to prosper, if we want our outer life to prosper, if we want our, our, our body to prosper and be in health, we should be looking for God's wisdom. We should be interested in his yes. wisdom. Amen? In uh, Proverbs... Uh, 
Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. We did look at this verse two weeks ago. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. It says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You don't need to show, raise your hand, but how many have ever met a fool? <laughs> how many have ever acted foolish before by despising wisdom and instruction? I, you know, you might not have realized you were, but, um, you, you know, I've watched, you know, even watching my kids grow up, you know, at different times, they would, they would try to do things or go out and, and do something. And uh, my son in particular, he really wanted to do things on his own. He just wanted to do it by himself. I do it myself. And uh, he just wanted to be able to do it. And so he wouldn't ask for help. And, uh, you know, that, that works when you're two or three for a little bit. But eventually you've got to learn, you know, mom and dad, they might actually know more than you. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to ask and, and learn. It's actually wisdom. It's wisdom to find somebody who knows more than you and ask Amen. how to do something, right? It's okay. But the Bible says here, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. Or excuse me, the beginning of knowledge. If you look in Proverbs um, 9, Proverbs 9 verse 10, almost the same wording. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So you have the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What are we saying? There, there's a key here. Where do we start with wisdom? What's the beginning? Fearing God. <laughs> the fear of the Lord. And we said this a couple of weeks ago. The uh, fear of the Lord, uh, it simply it doesn't mean we're afraid of it like we're afraid of a rattlesnake, right? We're not afraid of God like we would be of a bumblebee that's coming after you, not a bumblebee, a wasp or whatever, something that stings, you know, uh, that's coming after you. We're not afraid in that respect. The fear of the Lord means we have a reverence, a respect, an awe. We are in prop, we put the Lord in proper perspective in our life. We understand without him, we're nothing. With him, we can do all things. But, but he's got to be right there in front of us. He's got to be in the proper place. That, for the New Testament believer, for the Christian, that's the fear of the Lord. Understanding who you are and who he is. He's bigger than you. Amen. He's better than you. Amen. He's greater than you. He's Amen. wiser than you. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Yes. So where does wisdom begin? With a proper perspective Amen. of who God is. So what does that mean for the people that don't know God? Wisdom's going to be tough for them. Wow. Don't get upset with people that you know that don't know God when they do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. They can't help it. Mm -hmm. Why can't? You know, you think they should know better than that. Well, they should, but they're never going to until they get this verse right. Right? right? Until they understand That's and have a reverence for God and come to know God and realize he knows better than we do. Amen. And so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is insight. We want to know what God knows. Amen. Where does wisdom begin? It begins by knowing him, by understanding who he is in our lives. And I hate to say it,
but there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Christians who say he's their Lord, but never act like it. Yes. Never stop to think about what God might want us to do in this situation. Never stop to think, well, maybe he knows more than I do. Right? I mean, there are tons and tons, and you can probably think of it, I can think of tons, and some that have sat under the word week and week and week and yes. week and week and week, you know, and, and yet they, they walk out and just do their own thing. Why? Yeah. They, they, they obviously don't have the proper perspective of who God is supposed to be in their life. Praise the Lord. So when we're talking about gaining wisdom, the beginning, the vi I mean, when we started this church, the Lord dealt with us that we were to preach the basics. Yeah. And I can't think of anything more basic than this. How do you get wisdom from God? You start by understanding that God is the Lord of your life. Amen. He's the Lord. What does Amen. Lord mean? He's in charge. He's on the throne, not me. He's, he's calling the shots, not me. I'm the one that looks at the throne and says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's just, I mean, the, the Christian life has been compared to being in the army. Well, you know, we're supposed to be a good soldier, right, for Christ. And why is it compared to that? Because there is someone in command who gives orders in the army, right? Uh, whatever you want, Navy, Air Force, Marines, whatever you want to, uh, which branch you would like to be in, there's somebody above you calling the orders. That's right. And the beginning of wisdom is understanding that if you do not follow those orders, you are in trouble. Yep. And if you are in trouble with your superiors, there's no paycheck for you. You're kicked out of what you tried to belong to, right? right. And so the very beginning the Bible tells us the beginning of wisdom is understanding and fearing the Lord, mm -hmm. having the proper perspective. So we don't get upset. We, we, don't, we don't get surprised when people that don't know God do dumb things. And actually, I, nowadays, I barely get surprised when people that do know God do things incorrectly or do, you know, make bad decisions because it's just obvious they don't have the proper perspective yet. They just don't have the proper perspective. But there's good news for, the, for them, for us. Praise the Lord. So the beginning of wisdom, fear of the Lord. But, so if we have this proper relationship, if we understand he's in charge, I'm under him, I take the orders and carry them out, if we've got this relationship in the proper perspective, in the proper order, how do we get more wisdom? How do we get it, right? We talked about it, we talked about it two weeks ago. It's important to have it, but how do you get it? And so that's what we want to minister on this morning. How do you get wisdom? Amen? James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 5. I told you this is going to be basic this morning. Praise the Lord. It's, it's good to be basic. I feel that most people in life miss it in the basics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They miss it in the basics. They, they try and, and skip over. My, uh, uh, we had one family member who we had been praying for for years and years, and this was a long time ago. They, uh, 
they finally got saved. You know, they finally received Jesus after trying every religion and everything that was out there. They, they got saved. And we were rejoicing. Praise the Lord, you know. Uh, we're so glad. And this person, the next few days after getting saved um, at this church, they went to a different church to an end times prophecy conference. And started learning all about Revelation and all about the end times and, and, and all this different stuff. about. And they went to a place that wasn't necessarily accurate in how they interpreted the end times or anything else in the Bible. And we were like, you know, it's almost when you're like in the movies running in slow motion. No, <laughs> like, don't go there. Don't do that. Why? Because them, for them, it was almost like candy. They just wanted, they wanted to know all the, the prophecy and the bits. And I've watched more and more people jump over the basics. You know, just got saved. Just got saved. You need to be reading John. You know, you need to be reading 1 John. Amen. And, you know, you know, about how God loves you and how you're supposed to love others. You, you don't need to jump over to Revelation and end times prophecy. But that's exactly Amen. what this person did. And for years they were off in, they, they weren't able to follow a solid path with the Lord. Why? Because wow. they jumped over the basics. They jumped over the basics. So we're not going uh, to ignore those. We're going to make sure we're doing everything right. James chapter 1, it says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, okay? That sounds good to me, right? We're talking about how to get wisdom. If you lack wisdom, let him what? Ask God. Ask God. Ask God. Ask God. Ask God. Ask God. Why am I saying that? Because I know countless numbers of people who don't do this. <laughs> Christians. Christians. Yes, Christians. Who decide, I'm just going to do this with my life. I'm just going to go here. I'm just going to follow this path. And they never stop to ask God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I'm not saying you have to ask God if you can go to the grocery store today and get milk. You know, if you're out of milk, go get milk. Right. It's okay. You know, I'm not saying be goofy about this. But, but time and time and time and time again, I mean, people start a business. They change jobs. They leave a spouse. They get in a relationship. They, you know, they choose a career. They, they, they bounce around. And you, you probably all know people that bounce from one thing to another constantly, never, ever really landing on their feet, right? Yep, yep. And they've never stopped to ask God, mm -hmm. is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. Is this where I'm supposed to be? Praise the Lord. This is not bad news, guys. If any of you lacks wisdom... What's the answer? How do you get wisdom? God. Ask. Ask God. So here's the thing that people will do. They skip over asking God. They ask their grandma. They ask their aunt. They ask their boss. They ask their friends. They ask, you know, they ask uh, anybody else except God. Yep. What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? Where do you I don't know. What do you think I should do? Where do you think I should go? Praise the Lord. I've done it before. 
where you get going several steps into a process before you think, oh, did I ever ask God about this? Did I ever consult him? You know, I know so-and-so said this is a good idea and so-and-so said this is a good idea. But get the order straight. First, we ask God. And then, once we feel like we've got an answer or we've got some direction or we think we know this is what, what he's leading me to do, then we can consult with our pastor or with someone who knows a little bit more spiritually. If, if you're just young in the things of God, it's okay to ask another person who knows more about the things of God than you do. Amen. Right? But first, 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 we ask God. If anyone ever comes to my husband and I for, for some advice or some counsel, you know, that's what we're going to tell you to do. Ask God. Now, you can still come to us, and even after you've talked to God, you can come to us and verify, I think this is what God has for me. What do you think? You know, what do you sense? Why? Because God puts people in your life over you to help you. He does spiritually put people in your life to help you, to, to guide you, to help things. But the first thing we do when we need wisdom is we ask God. And uh, I've, I've listened to my, my daughter tell me story after story of some of her friends in college. And, uh, you know, they all say they love God. But not too many of them stop to ask God what they should do about certain things. Yeah. They just do what they want to do. And then if it doesn't seem like it's working out right, they start asking their friends, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? I think you should ask God. That's what I think you should do. Why? Because if you lack wisdom, the Bible says God knows more than you. Not other people. Not your mama. Not your grandmama. Right? It's, it's God. Praise the Lord. And I know you guys know this, but you might meet some people that need to know this. And, I mean, you talk about basic. This is basic. If you lack wisdom... Ask God. But how many people do we know that miss it there? How many times have I missed it right there at that spot? Praise the Lord. If you lack wisdom, ask God. Ephesians 1, verse 15. Hallelujah. I believe this is helpful this morning. Ephesians 1, verse 15. This is Paul praying for the church at Ephesus, the different members of the church there. Ephesians 1.15, Paul prays this, For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Now what is, pr what is pr part of prayer? prayer? You're asking God mm -hmm. for something, right? It's not the only part of prayer, but one of the things here, Paul is asking God, I pray for you that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. What's Paul asking for? For other believers? Wisdom. 
spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know. What's he saying? I'm praying that you're going to see some things, that you're going to have some wisdom about some things, that you're going to know some things from God. So this gives us hope that all those people out there that you know, that know God, but don't stop to ask for wisdom, you can pray for them. Praise the Lord. Lord, they might not stop to ask for wisdom, but I'm asking you to help them and give them some wisdom. And one of the best ways I, I've found to pray for others that aren't, that are just kind of, other Christians that are just kind of floundering is pray that they find their pastor and their church and that they would get hooked up. Why? Because so much of the time their wisdom, their guidance comes through the local church, through their pastor. And if they're not hooked up, we all know people that, you know, they'll come once and then six weeks they're gone and, you know, and things like that. Um, They're never going to get a steady amount of wisdom in their life that way. Mm -hmm. So the good news is all those people we know out there who are floundering, because it wouldn't be us, of course. We always do the right thing. Um, We can pray. We can pray. You can pray this prayer for yourself. Lord, I ask you to enlighten my heart. Glory to God. Help me to see. Help me know. I ask you to grant me a spirit of wisdom. That's what Solomon asked for. And that's what he got plus. That's what he got plus. If you want a whole body, if you want a prosperous uh, lifestyle, if you want things to go well with you in your outward life, you better be be, uh, considering how your soul is prospering. You better be going after wisdom. Remember those verses we read in Proverbs where you seek after, you better, you better search it like, like you'd search for riches. It's better than gold. It's better than silver. You need to go after God's wisdom. God's wisdom. God's wisdom. What's the first thing you do if you want wisdom? You ask. Amen. You ask. Ask God. Ask God. And it says he'll give it to you. It's so easy. You ask, he gives. You ask, he gives. You ask, he gives. So praise the Lord. Do you understand that the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, lives in you? The one who was there when the earth was formed. The one who got the orders from the Lord on how to create man. Mm-hmm. The one who saw how everything was created lives in you. Mm-hmm. He lives in me. Jesus told his disciples, guys, it's, get, it's getting to be time where I need to go away. Mm-hmm. But it's better for you that I go. Because when I leave, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit And he's going to be your helper. He's going to be your guide. He's going to be able to show you things that you need to know. He's going to be able to give you the wisdom that you need. He lives in you. Glory to God. If we lack wisdom in any area, the Bible says we can ask of God and he will show us. He will help us. 
There is so much help on the inside. Amen. And yet so many times we forget to just ask. Wow. Just ask him. Amen. Not other people. Him. I've told the story before of when we went uh, whitewater rafting. When we first moved to Colorado, uh, one of the first seasons, we had a raft, a nice, fairly nice raft, but it, um, we decided, oh, well, we're going to be go staying in a place where the, the river is, and so we went to a little store where they rented river stuff, you know, the boats, the rafts, and uh, vests, and things like that, and we asked, okay, where do we start on the river? Where should we end? And this man, he talked us all the way through the, the course of the river. You're going to have to be careful at this bend because it gets, you know, it gets a little rocky there. So move to the left here. He said, now there's one spot where the, it forks out. You want to make sure you go to the left, not to the right. I mean, he told us the whole thing. What were we doing? We were trying to get some wisdom before we just jumped into something. We were trying to get some wisdom. However... That man did not come with us on the trip. <laughs> he told us everything and walked us through it the day before. And so we get all packed up. We pack our lunches. We drop our, our uh, one car off at the, the end point. We drive to the starting point. We all get in. We're all happy and go lucky. And we get out there and we get to the first rough spot. And we think, no, what did he say to do again? Were we supposed to go to the right or to the left? Were we... Which, what, and then after, you know, after turn after turn of these harrowing, like, crazy moments where we didn't exactly know what to do, we see these big rafts of people with their little helmets and all their gear and a guide, a man or woman on the inside of the raft calling the shots. Go to the left. Everybody paddle this way. Everybody go this way. What? They paid money to go on somebody else's raft where there was a guide who knew the river, who knew what to do. And I said, I will never do this by myself again. Yep. Why? Life was so much easier for them. They had a guide on the inside of the raft. He was right there. He was able to tell him what to do. Why? Because he knew ahead of time. He'd already been that way. He'd already done it hundreds of times. What are we saying? We need to ask on the inside. The guide on the inside is the one we check with first. Understand that other people may be able to give you some good advice, but ultimately it's what God says that's going to deliver us to our destination Amen. properly without bumps. I mean, we tore our raft. We, I mean, we were completely sunburned all over in very strange places because of our life vest. I mean, it was, it was a rough day. We were exhausted by the time we got there. And all these other people are getting out of their raft with their guide, and they're just smiling and happy why they had such a good time. Why? They avoided all the pitfalls. They avoided the trouble spots. Yep. They just had fun enjoying the ride. Yeah, there was a little work involved, but there was someone there telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. What are we saying? If you lack wisdom, ask God. He'll give you the wisdom you need. Amen. He's the guide on the inside. Amen. 
So first thing we've got to do, we better ask, right? Uh, My kids over and over, uh, you know, you've watched different things when they were little. They try to do something and you're sitting there thinking, I know how to do that. I could help you. I could explain that for you. I could show you, but they would not ask. Mm -hmm. And a good parent won't just jump in and do it for the child. A good parent will teach them, you need to ask. Why? Because that's the way it is with God. Mm -hmm. God will not override you and tell you what to do when you haven't asked. He will not. The Spirit of God is a gentleman. He will not force you to do it the right way. He will not force you to do it his way. You must ask. So that's number one, ask, right? Number two, once you've asked, you need to change. Be willing to change. The Bible calls that repenting. You know, sometimes we need to repent. What is that? Just to turn. Turn a different way. You might not always have to change when you ask him for wisdom. You might be on the right track. But you better be willing to change. You can't ask for wisdom and then say, no, I think I'm just going to do it my way. Why would you bother asking? I've had that happen to me time and time again. People have come, what do you think? we should do. Why don't you turn to 1 Kings 12 while we're talking about this. What, Pastor Amy, what do you think I should do? Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you how to do, how to find your answer. Ask God. Check with the Spirit of God. Follow peace on the inside. And I've watched people time and time again walk out from that counseling session, turn around, and just flat do it their way. Not bother to ask, not bother to check, just do it their way anyway. So why bother asking? (laughs) If you're not going to change, if you're not going to be willing to go God's way instead of what you've decided you want to do, then then the wisdom's not going to help you. 1 Kings uh, chapter 12. My goodness, there's so much in here. I don't don't mean to keep you all day, but there's just, there's so much to learn. 1 Kings 12, let's start... Praise the Lord in verse 3. Now, uh, we're going to read about Rehoboam, who was Solomon's son. This is when Rehoboam takes over the kingdom after Solomon, the wisest king of the world, uh, uh, after he handed over the reins and Solomon died. And so verse 3, it says, They sent and called called him, called the king, and Jeroboam and all the assembly of Israel came and said to King Rehoboam, your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke on us and we will serve you. He said to them, go away for three days, then come again to me. So the people went away. So he said, you know, the people come to, to the new king and say, look, Your father was a good king, but he made things hard for us. I mean, in the years that Solomon reigned, they built two or three palaces. They built the entire temple of God. They built everything for the temple off-site. There was not a hammer or a chisel that was heard in the temple while it was being built. Everything was hewn and molded and sculpted off-site and carried in. I mean, he built um, 
aqueducts and different waterways in the different cities. He built cities that uh, out of uh, things that had been uh, leveled or raised when uh, his father, David, had been king. He did so much and he used, I mean, the people were worked hard to get these jobs done. And so the people come to him and say, look, Rehoboam, your father was a great king, but we did a lot of work. Let's, can you give us some rest? And so Rehoboam goes away, tells him to go away for three days. Let me think about this. And it says in verse 6, Then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men who had stood before Solomon his father while he was yet alive, saying, How do you advise me to answer this people? And they said to him, if you will be a servant to this people today and serve them and speak good words to them when you answer them, then they will be your servants forever. But Rehoboam abandoned the counsel that the old men gave him and took counsel with the young men who had grown up with him. So his buddies. Um, and it, it says in verse 9, he said to them, what do you advise that we answer the people? who have said to me, lighten the yoke that your father put on us. And the young men who had grown up with him said to him, thus shall you speak to this people who said to you, your father made our yoke heavy, but you, you lighten it for us. Thus shall you say to them, my little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. Wisdom? Not wisdom. What did he do? He went to the older men who had watched the wisest king of the world work and act. And you know, when you hang around smart people, you gain a little bit of wisdom, right? When, when, when you hang around people that know more than you, typically you come out of that situation a better person. And you, you know more. Praise God. That's why I try to hang around smart people. Amen. Glory to God. Um, and so here he is asking the wise counselors of his father. And they tell him exactly the right thing to do. And he decides, eh, I wonder what my friends think. And he goes and talks with his buddies. I mean, he's probably just, you know, 20. And he goes and talks with his buddies, who are also just 20 or younger. The kids that he grew up with. And they make up this thing that doesn't even, I mean, just reading it, it doesn't make sense. You tell anybody, I'm going to make it 10 times harder than, my, than it has been in the past, and it was really hard. Uh, they're going to bolt. Yep. They're going to bolt. And so here we see somebody who asks for wisdom, but then completely flat rejects it because his friends decided it wasn't a good idea. Wow. And so uh, let's see if we can just skip to verse um, 16. He, he goes back and tells the people what his friends told him to say. It says in verse 16, when all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, what portion do we have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse, to your tents, Israel. Look now to your own house. Um, in the message translation, verse 16 says, When all Israel realized that the king hadn't listened to a word they'd said, they stood up to him and said, Get lost, David. 
<laughs> We've had it with you, son of Jesse. Let's get out of here, Israel, and fast. From now on, David, mind your own business. And with that, they left. Wow. What are they saying? Forget it. Why? Because Rehoboam decided not to act in wisdom, not to go with the counsel of uh, his father's advisors, he lost three-quarters of the kingdom. Wow. Actually, more than that. In one, in one moment. He'd had the kingdom all of a few days, and he lost it. Ten of the twelve tribes of Israel left. Left. Why? Because he wasn't wise. He wasn't wise. He asked. He looked like he was being wise by asking. But he never heeded what was told him. So what are we saying? It's possible to ask for wisdom and then flat not change. Wow. Not repent. Not make, make the change that somebody, you know, that the Lord is dealing with you to make. Not, not make the adjustment that he's asking you to make. And it's it's, it's as if you never asked for wisdom wow. because you didn't walk it out. You didn't make the change. Praise the Lord. I don't want to be that way. How about you? Amen. You know, there have been times where he's dealt with me to do things and I don't change quick enough. You know, he'll deal with me a, a, a certain thing, you know, like maybe a, a certain amount of time I need to pray per day or something like that. And I'll go for weeks and I don't exactly, you know, I'll do it for a couple days and then not. And then he'll deal with me again. I ask you to do this. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Here you go. And, you know, uh, it's natural to get caught up with the natural. It is. But we've got to make sure that when God deals with us, if we ask for wisdom and he deals with us specifically what to do, we've got to make sure we do it. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. How do we get wisdom? We first ask for it. Secondly, amen. we've got to be able to change and do it mm -hmm. when he shows us what to do. Praise the Lord. I don't want half my kingdom saying, get lost. <laughs> Forget it. We're leaving. Amen. Why? Well, all because I didn't change and do what I was supposed to do. Amen. And then the third thing. Uh, the third thing after we've asked, after we've changed, the third thing is what we just said it, continue. We've got to keep doing what God has instructed us to do. And for so many people, that's the toughest part. Back to James 1, if you would. Back to James 1. Hallelujah. This is good news today, guys. Getting God's wisdom, uh, it's not hard. He told us all we have to do is ask. But continuing in that wisdom is where our, our, our task lies. James 1, uh, verse 2, says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and, all, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. What's he saying? When there's trials and circumstances that are contrary to your normal way of life coming against you, you're supposed to count it joy. Why? Because it's working something for you. It's helping you gain patience. And then this is where it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. What's he saying? When you come to a trial or a problem in your life, there's going to be some wisdom you need to get through to the other side of that trial. Ask God for the wisdom to help you through the trial. 
Ask God. Hallelujah. Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But, <laughs> you can circle the word but if you want to. Let him ask in what? Faith. Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea. How many have uh, ever been to the ocean? Yes. Yeah, you've seen the ocean before. The waves of the sea, they're uh, driven and tossed by the wind. What? What does that mean? When we were in Hawaii, my husband and I were in Hawaii, it was interesting because we're on an island, and whichever way the wind was blowing, that's the way the waves were coming in. So sometimes they were coming in from the east. Sometimes they were coming in from, it was really wild. It wasn't just, you know, like the Atlantic Ocean where it just only has one really, one direction to come in. It was coming from all over. Why? Because the winds just blew all different directions out there in the middle of the Pacific. And so uh, it just, the waves were sometimes going just horizontal to the island. And then sometimes they were coming straight on. It was very different than what I'd ever seen. Why? Because the wind could toss it wherever it was going. And he's saying someone who asks for wisdom and then doubts that what he heard from God is really from God. And again, we've seen it time and time again. Someone asks God for wisdom. They get the direction they're supposed to go. For example, go to Castle Rock, Colorado and start a church. That was our direction for my husband and myself, go to Castle Rock, Colorado, and start a church. Preach the basics. Okay. Well, it's been six years now. And uh, if we were to look at the natural, if we were to doubt what God had told us, the wisdom he had given to us six years ago, if we just looked at the natural, and people do it all the time, they think, well, things aren't working, things don't look right, there's trials, there's, tr there's trouble, it's been difficult to get this done and get to the other side of it, and they, they start to doubt the wisdom that God gave them in the first place. The Bible says if you do that, you can expect to get nothing wow. from the Lord. The person must not suppose that he will receive anything, verse 7 says, from the Lord. For he is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. I have watched people step out. They have spent a year or two praying on a move that God has dealt with them to make. And it's okay to, you know, if it's a big move, it's okay to spend time with God and make sure that that's exactly what he wants you to do. But once you step out and you know it's him, the first trial they hit, the second the second the opposition comes their way, they buckle, start crying, and saying, maybe it was just me. Maybe I didn't hear from God. That's right. Oh, that makes me want to shake them and say, come on, guys, you spent a year asking God for wisdom, and this is what he gave you. Stay on it. Stay on it. Stay on it. Stay on it. Amen. Don't waver. Count it all joy. This is producing patience. Glory to God. This is helping me. This is strengthening my character. It's helping me get to the other side. Praise God. If you need wisdom, you ask. You make the changes you need to make. But then you continue. That's continue. Right. You do not buckle. 
know the first time that somebody looks at you cross-eyed. You do not fall over and cry the first time the money doesn't show up the way you thought it would. You don't fall over and wallow in self-pity when symptoms hit your body the minute you step out for God. Amen. No, what do you do? You stand your ground. Why? Because you've gotten the wisdom of God. Amen. I know he told me to do this. I know from his word he's dealt with me to act this way with these people. And so I know it's going to come out for my benefit. Amen. I know it's going to work out for me. Amen. Now, Amen. in closing, there was, there's a movie out there. Um, it has two titles, but the one is called Live, Die, Repeat. And it's a movie, some science, sci-fi movie, Tom Cruise. And he, he gets bit by aliens or something. And so every time he dies, the day starts again. It's just Groundhog Day, but with aliens. Oh. But in this, in this movie, every time he dies, he resets and the day starts again. And he wakes up. So I say that to say this. These three steps, you do them and you repeat. You do them, and you repeat. You do them, and you repeat. What am I saying? When you get to the continue part, and if things just don't seem to be going the way you expected them to go, when a circumstance or a trial comes, you don't fall down and retreat and run back to what you used to know. If you need more wisdom, go back to step one, right? You know, in, in, in algebra and different math uh, classes where it'll say, repeat. If you need to, go back to step one. Go back to step one. That's fine. God didn't say you couldn't ask for more wisdom. Once you get a few weeks down the road, you can ask again. It's not, you don't have a limited card where you only get ten punches and then you're done. Right. This isn't the magic genie where you get, you know, three wishes and that's it for the rest of your life. No, 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 no. Ask. Then make a change. If you need to make a change, it's possible to step out and just miss it a little bit. Amen. And, and he can show you that. He's shown me. You know, yeah, you did step out in faith, but you didn't do this. Oh, okay, sorry. I'll make that change. And then I continue with what he's shown me. How do we get to the other side of every trial? Do this. Ask. Make the change. Continue. If necessary, repeat. Mm -hmm. Repeat. Repeat. Yes, amen. It's not doubting to go back to God and ask for more wisdom. Lord, am I doing this right? Did I miss it somewhere? He's either going to say, yeah, you're good. You didn't miss it. Well, then we know what to do. Stay steady mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and count it all joy. Or he might say, you were close, but you got to make this change. Yep. Check the attitude. Brother Hagen, the one time he went, stepped out in ministry. He had been pastoring for 12 years, and the Lord dealt with him to go out in the field and uh, be a traveling minister. So he started doing that, and he said things went from bad to worse. He got behind financially. Uh, his car was rusted out. 
all the tires on his car were bald. He was driving everywhere through Texas. I mean, just to get to the town in Texas takes an hour. Right? I mean, it's so big. And he said it was going from bad to worse, and it was going that way quickly. And he finally went to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm doing what you asked me to do. You told me to go out and travel. Why is this not working? The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the best of the land. And I'm not eating it because I, I can't even afford to buy normal food, let alone the best of the land. And the Lord said, you're not doing that verse. And he said, what do you mean? I've been obedient. I've gone out. He said, but you're not willing. After a year and a half, he finally asked God for some more wisdom, and God gave it to him immediately. And he said, check your attitude. He said, I changed instantly. I got willing. Really, He said, you can get willing really fast. Lord, whatever you want, I'm willing. Oh, I'm happy to do it. I'm counting it all joy, this opportunity. And then once he made that adjustment, God was giving him more and more revelation about how to walk in prosperity. And he started to learn about faith for finances. And within a matter of months, everything turned around for them. But what was it? He had to go back and ask for more clarification. Something's not working right. Do I need more wisdom? Yes. You're not doing the scripture correctly. There was an attitude adjustment. So can you, do we get that today? There are times where we'll be in the middle of something. God told us to do it. Just repeat. Go back and ask for more wisdom. Am I doing this right? He's either going to say yes or he might say no. If it's no, we make the change. If we make the change, then we stay, stay steady. Just stay steady. Just stay steady. And then we just repeat. Praise the Lord. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. Of who? God. Ask God. Ask God. Ask God. Ask God. Before you talk to your friends, before you talk to your buddies, even before you talk to your pastor, ask God. Then you can confirm it if you want. Confirm it. That's a good thing to do with those who are over you in the Lord. That's okay. But the more you start going to your friends and your buddies and your peers and your coworkers, the more voices are in your head, the more difficult it is going to be to receive from God the true direction you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So, praise the Lord. I won't keep preaching because I could, you know. Um, hallelujah. It is so important that we learn how to follow him. Hallelujah. Father, we are so grateful, so thankful for the wisdom of God, so thankful, hallelujah, that we can gain all that you have for us and glean all that you have. And Father, we ask you today for the wisdom of God, the revelation in the knowledge of you, that we can see you and know you in a greater way than we ever have before. We ask you to open our eyes, open our ears, open our understanding so that we can know all that we need to know, the hope of our calling, the riches of our inheritance in the saints, and the power that's at work within us. Thank you, Father, that we will prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. We are so interested in prospering your way, doing it your way.
We love you and we thank you for your help and your direction. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for being attentive today. This will change your life and somebody else's if you need to share it with them. Amen. Amen. Keep it simple. Keep it real. Ask God. You're dismissed.